Welcome to episode 90 on the Live Bliss Out podcast. Did you know that while play is crucial for a child's development, it is also beneficial for people of any age? Play can relieve stress, stimulate brain function, and improve your relationships. Play can also make work more productive and increase job satisfaction. Hello, Action Taker. Welcome to Live Blissed Out, a podcast where I have inspirational and informational conversations with business owners and subject matter experts to help you get the scoop on a variety of topics. Tired of hesitating or making decisions without having the big picture? Want to be in the know? Then this is the place to go. I'm your host, Marissa Houston, helping you achieve bliss through awareness and action. So let's get to it. Joining us is Jeff Harry. Jeff shows individuals and companies how to tap into their true selves to feel their happiest and most fulfilled all by playing. Jeff has worked with Google, Microsoft, Southwest Airlines, Adobe, the NFL, Amazon, and Facebook, helping their staff to infuse more play into the day-to-day. While we spend most of our time pretending to be important, serious grown-ups, it's when we let go of that facade and just play that the real magic happens. Fully embracing your own nerdy genius, whatever that is, gives you the power to make a difference and change lives. Jeff believes that we already have many of the answers we seek, and by simply unleashing our inner child, we can find our purpose and in turn help to create a better world. To learn more, visit rediscoveryourplay.com. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in this podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast should not be considered professional advice. Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me. It's so good to have you. What are we going to be talking about today? So we are exploring how to live a blissed out life using play. I think we all need it. Yeah. Part of the reason why I actually love talking about this is because when you think at the end of your life, what do you think about? Do you think about your most productive moments? Do you think about all the accomplishments that you made? Or do you think about your play, fun, joyful moments? Because those are the moments that make life worth living. So if you really do want to live a blissed out life, we really should be double doubting on play. The memories that we cherish in our lives are memories where we do happy things. It's either a hobby or maybe a trip that they took or time that they spent with friends. It's never about being at the office crunching numbers. My friend Angie Cole taught me this, that a lot of people attach their self-worth to their productivity. And that's why 2020 was so difficult for a lot of people because they're like, well, I'm not creating results. I'm not being productive. And I think we have to step away from that and be like, how do I define what a joyful life really actually looks like. And it's one full of play, right? And when I define play, I define play as any joyful act where you forget about time, where there is no purpose, there is no result. You don't have anxiety about the future. You don't have regrets about the past. You are just fully in the moment. You are fully in flow. And studies have shown that when you're in flow, when you're at play, you're actually five times more productive. So ironically enough, when we are like, I want to create all these amazing things, when you're at play, that is actually when you're doing your best work, because you're doing the work that makes you come most alive. There's a reason why there's that saying, time flies when you're having fun, because it seems to be 
immeasurable. Like you don't even know what's happening and the day goes by and you're like, wow, I did so much and yet I enjoyed it. It wasn't like you were looking at the clock every second going, when is this going to end? Yeah. Here, I'll break down what's going on in your brain. Adults get fixated on results so much, right? And that's where a lot of our pain and suffering comes from because expectations are the thief of joy. And why 2020 was so tough for a lot of people was they had all these dreams and aspirations of what 2020 was going to be. This is going to be my year. And then it didn't happen that way. And the people that thrived were people that were able to let go of those expectations and just be in the moment. But what's actually happening when your brain is in flow is you go from a beta state where your prefrontal cortex is firing in all cylinders, your inner critic is super loud. But when you get into a flow state, your inner critic actually starts to dissipate. A part of your prefrontal cortex shuts down. It's something known as hypnofrontality. And what's happening is not only is your inner critic starting to dissipate, but then you get this shot of dopamine. You become highly curious. You become highly creative. And you start to see all of the options in front of you. And you felt this way when you've traveled and just been in this yes and state where you're like, yes, I'll have another mimosa. Yes, I will go on this moped to this deserted island. Yes, I will dance underneath the moonlight. And when you're like just saying yes to everything, good things start to happen. But what usually we do is we get fixated on one result. We get obsessed with that result. And if it doesn't happen that way, we get so disappointed. That makes total sense. The thing about it, though, is that many of us, for example, when we're working or we're doing a project, or especially if it's business-related, We feel like we have to behave a certain way. There are certain requirements that we have of ourselves or we feel other people expect from us. And so when we talk about play, sometimes I feel like people get scared to do that because they feel like, well, what if I get perceived as maybe unprofessional or immature? And I wouldn't want people to think of me that way because how do I build trust? So let's talk about that. Like, how do we define that? How do we overcome that so that we can still bring that play into our lives? Well, I think we have to first give ourselves a certain level of compassion. Why do adults not play enough? I always answer with 148,000 no's. There's a study that found that by the time you reach the age of 18, you've heard the word no approximately 148,000 times. And you've heard the word yes, maybe eight to 10,000 times, depending on how you were raised. And then you go to school where you're told to raise your hand all the time and ask for permission. And then adults, and especially, you know, in the Asian community where I'm from as well, you get shut on a lot. You should do this. You should do that. You should be a doctor when you grow up. And you're like, I'm six years old. I don't know why you're giving me advice at six, but thank you. And then when you reach your teenage years, especially now with social media, we get inundated with more information in a day than most people got in the 1950s in an entire year. And most of that information that you're getting from social media is telling you, you're not enough. Don't be weird. Don't be yourself. But at no time should you be playing, should you be yourself, should you do anything crazy like start a podcast or create a video, you're getting all of this information telling you not to be you. So it's such a revolutionary and rebellious act to play. You actually may look ridiculous. Yes, you may actually look stupid. You also may give permission to so many other people that want to do the same thing you want to do. When you're watching at a wedding and the first people that are out on the dance floor are dancing, 
Some people might refer to them as looking really stupid. They also are the people that start the party. And when I talk a lot about how play is the opposite of perfection, perfection is rooted in ego and shame and fear of failure and trying to do the right thing all the time. Is this the right thing? I don't know if it's the right or the wrong thing. While play is about curiosity and experimentation and failing constantly and embracing that and just being shameless at times. But when you're in that space, that's when you're creating at your best level. That's when you're actually doing the things that make you feel most alive. And if you think of your most joyful moments, you're not thinking about everyone's opinion. You're just focusing on doing you. We need to be open to experiment with things and at the same time, face some of those fears those things that stop us from moving forward because you can't know until you apply, until you try something out. And that is part of that open-mindedness where you don't want to say no to yourself all the time. You want to say yes and give it a try. Absolutely. It's part of the play-oriented mindset, the growth-oriented mindset. But I would also challenge your listeners, listen to the Viola Davis quote, you either claim who you are or you end up chasing your worth for the rest of your life. How many people do you know that are chasing their worth? One of the biggest lessons of the dying is, I wish I had had the courage to live the life that I wanted to live, not the life that others expected of me. So what life are you choosing to do? Are you claiming who you are right now and all the weirdness and strangeness and the play stuff about you? Or are you chasing your worth, constantly looking for the validation of others, which never gives you happiness? Because if you look at results, They never give you ultimate happiness. Look at Michael Phelps, 23 Olympic gold medals, still went into depression right afterwards. Anthony Bourdain traveled the world and did the job that we all want to do, which is eat and travel, still not enough. So as long as we're thinking results are going to bring us happiness and fulfillment, we are constantly going to be disappointed. But the more we're allowing ourselves to actually play and be in the moment, that is where true fulfillment and joy lies. Are you a Gen Xer seeking to engage with your online community to make a positive difference, but keep putting your plans off due to fear or self-doubt? Not too long ago, I struggled with my own limiting beliefs that stopped me from pursuing my goals. I learned a lot of valuable lessons, which I'd like to share with you to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Ace Your Virtual Business is a business group centered upon action, community, and effectiveness. Join us for exclusive offers and weekly live conversations that address your challenges and receive the encouragement, accountability, and support you need to succeed in the virtual business world. To get started now, visit aceyourvirtualbusiness.podia.com. Those are essentially the consequences of what happens if we don't incorporate play into our lives. And that could be personally in business, just to be able to be open-minded and try new things and experiment and grow. It's everything. Play in the animal kingdom world is practicing a certain level of survival. Dr. Stuart Brown, the doctor of play, says the opposite of play is depression. And what does play teach you? Adaptability, resilience, a willingness to like get up after you failed many periods of time. Look at kids when they fall off their bike. They just get up and do it again. Imagine if they just overthought and were like, well, I'm just never going to go bike riding or I'm never going to walk again because I fell down that first time. That's what we're doing when we're allowing our inner critic to control our thoughts instead of allowing ourselves to actually be in the moment and let ourselves feel like ridiculous and start playing more. 
here's some suggestions on how your listeners can play more. So a lot of people can't play while they're in an anxiety-ridden state. My play mentor, Gwen Gordon, taught about how you actually adopt your nervous system from the person that took care of you the most. So if they didn't know how to calm themselves down and soothe themselves, then you're not going to know how to do that either. So you first have to soothe or calm yourself in order to play. So what do you do to do that? Is that taking a shower? Is that going for a walk? Is that dancing in costume in your house? Like, what is the thing you do to calm yourself down? And then the second thing, and this is really difficult for a lot of adults, is to actually get bored. And what I mean by that is like, stop binge watching Netflix, stop looking at social media. I'm not talking about forever. I'm talking about for like 30 minutes to an hour. And if you're like, I don't have enough time to do that, look at your phone. Average amount of time you're on your phone is five hours. Get bored because when you actually allow yourself to get bored, that's when you get your best ideas and also your most mischievous ideas. And when you do that, then there's going to be one thought that comes up and it's going to both make you really nervous and really excited. It's going to be something like start a podcast, create a video, email that person you've been waiting six months to email, reach out to that person that you're super scared to reach out to, do the thing that makes you nerve-sided. And then when you actually follow through with that, regardless of the results, all of a sudden you realize you can take risks. Like we bought a zoo, you're 20 seconds away, 20 insane seconds of courage away of changing your entire life if you're willing to just take that small risk. So when you're able to do that and get into that mode of soothing, getting bored, and then taking that risk, all of a sudden you start to realize, oh, this is not that bad. I actually can play in this realm. What is the acronym of fear? False evidence appearing real. It's not that hard for me to play every single day. There's a reason why people say that they come up with their best ideas in the morning or when they're in the shower is because your mind is free. Like you're not thinking about the video you watched or the article you read. You're just in that mode of relaxation. It's almost like you can sense your brain working in a certain way that you haven't before. Isn't that true? Yeah, you're actually listening to your inner child. That is not your inner critic, but your inner child talking to you because that's when you're closest to your best self. Here's another play challenge your listeners can do. Reach out to three to five of your closest friends and ask them these two questions. What value do I bring to your life? And then second, when have you seen me most alive? And another way of asking that is when have you seen me most playful, most creative, most myself? most alive. And the when have you seen me most alive is based off the Howard Thurman quote of like, don't ask what the world needs, ask what makes you come alive, because what the world needs is for more people to come alive. So when you ask those two questions, you get all of this love and appreciation. You're like, oh my gosh, that's actually what I do for you. I didn't even realize that. Oh my goodness, that is actually when I'm most creative, most playful, most alive. You get all these answers back and various different answers from three to five different people. And you can even also ask this on social media. And you'll start to realize and see all these patterns of ways in which you can play again. And then you can reach back out to those friends and ask them, hey, help me play in these ways. Because now I have all these new ways of being able to play. And that's another way in which you can live a blissed out life. That is genius. And the reason I say that is because in the podcast, we constantly talk about awareness. And it's hard to be aware because we're looking at ourselves and we see ourselves in a certain way 
other people are able to view things that we can't see. We miss out on things because we evaluate ourselves in a very specific way. And so by asking the question, it's almost like we get a reflection back about who we are. And in some cases, we might say, oh, gosh, yeah, absolutely. But even that confirmation helps because you want to be sure that what you're seeing is what they're seeing too. Like there's some sort of correlation. Right. And you just want to know how you're contributing to the world. I think a lot of times we don't know. We don't know the impact that we're having on people. And a lot of times we discount it. And the thing that actually makes you the most weird might be your superpower. That might be the actual thing that you want to do with your life. A lot of people are like, oh, you know, how could you play for a living? And that seems frivolous and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, hey, five years ago, there was no such thing as TikTok. There was no such thing as Clubhouse. 15 years ago, there was no such thing as like YouTube. And now people have set up whole careers off it. People are unboxing stuff and that is their career. People are playing video games as their full-time job. You don't know that that weird aspect of you might define the next chapter in your life. And all I'm asking you to do is get bored enough to allow yourself to pursue that weird, strange, interesting endeavor, that adventure, and just see where that takes you. Worst case scenario is you're going to have an amazing adventure that you can try out and you'll realize that you don't succumb to your fear. Best case scenario, you might not only change your life, but change so many other people's lives by actually doing the thing that makes you come most alive. When you're doing that thing, when you finally figure that out, because I'm sure you've heard it before from many people, I know I do, they're still trying to figure things out. And even though they're trying, they're not playing. They kind of just reflect on it and go, yeah, someday. But it's different to actually just go out there, put yourself out there, do something different, learn, explore. I think what you're doing is amazing because that helps people take action, which again is another key word that I use a lot in the podcast is do something and don't be afraid to experiment. There's so many opportunities that are untapped if we just give it a chance. Right. And I'll even double down on this, White. I'll goodwill hunt your listeners. So do you remember the movie Goodwill Hunting? Oh, yeah. For anyone that hasn't seen it, Matt Damon is a genius in that movie. His best friend, Ben Affleck, works construction. At the end of the movie, they're at a construction site. Matt can have any job in the world at a think tank making millions of dollars. Right now, he's working construction with Ben, and they're sitting there at a lunch break. And Ben's like, so when are you going to take one of these high-paying jobs? And Matt's like, I'm not. I'm going to work construction. We're going to raise our kids next to each other. I'm going to take them to Foley Field, and that's just what we're going to do. And Ben turns to him, and he says, if I see you here in 20 years, I'm going to kill you. And Matt's like, what, what, what? I owe it to myself. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't owe it to yourself. You owe it to me, everyone else at this construction site, because we're going to be here in 20 years, and I'm okay with that. But you are sitting on a winning lottery ticket, and you're too scared to cash that in. And every one of your listeners is sitting on a winning lottery ticket. And this is not just about you cashing it in for you. This is actually not about you. This is about the idea that there is somebody that is waiting for you to do your thing so they can do their thing. They are waiting for you to be brave and take that risk and start that podcast or start that business or create that video or put yourself out there in a way to show them that they can do it as well. 
and they can't do their thing until you do your thing. So my question to your listeners is like, are you ready to show up? Are you ready to do the thing that makes you come most alive so that you can live a blissed out life? And I want to know more, and I'm sure our listeners do too. How do we get more information about how you help people play more in their lives? Absolutely. So you simply can go to rediscoveryourplay.com, click on the Let's Play button where I have a bunch of play activities that you can learn about yourself as well as for your business. And then we can hop on a call and we can figure out how you can live the most blissed out life by playing. This is definitely needed. And it's not something that people talk a lot about. We're so focused on get that box checked on the piece of paper and get these things accomplished. And it's just so rigid. And we just need more of that creativity to come out and just explore things. And the world really needs you to do the thing that makes you come most alive. So please start to do that. Thank you so much, Jeff, for being here. I am so grateful. Thanks so much for having me. This was super fun. That's a wrap for this episode of Live Blissed Out. Thanks for listening. And thanks to Jeff Harry for joining us on the show. If you have a question or comment for a future episode, all you have to do is go to speakpipe.com forward slash L-B-O-V-M or click the link in the show notes to leave a brief audio message. If you find value in our show, please visit liveblissedout.com to reach out, subscribe, and share on social media. This show is made possible through listeners like you. Thank you. So long for now, and remember to keep moving forward.